Hey, Magic Makers. A few years ago, I was asked to go plant-based by my doctor. And I was, you know, after I picked myself up off the floor, I was absolutely clueless. I had no idea where to start. So I started collecting recipes because guess what? I don't do tofu. (laughs) And so what I've done is I've amassed a number of plant-based recipes. And if you're someone who has been trying to experiment with that meatless Monday and not exactly sure what to do, I have put together 58 plant-based recipes that are easy to follow and delicious. By the way, you don't have to go out searching for like eye of nude or anything like that. They are 58 foolproof recipes. And guess what? That's almost two months worth of recipes. So if you are trying to experiment with that plant-based life, Make sure you grab these recipes to get started. It's definitely a crowd pleaser and something you can mix into your rotation. So be sure to grab the link in my bio and I will make sure that you are satisfied. Welcome to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you are ready to find your inner magic, develop great habits and a rock steady mindset to feel confident, comfortable, and fit in your body, you are in the right place. I am Kim Barnes-Jefferson, and I'll be giving you weekly doses of health, fitness, and life tips sprinkled with humor and real talk. If you're ready to be consistent without the stress of perfection, magic makers, it's time to slip into your favorite pair of PJs, grab some coffee, kick back, and listen to today's show. All right, today's iTunes review of the week is brought to you by C. Hayes 77. I am so happy to have found this podcast. I look forward to listening to the new episode every week. I just finished the latest episode on lifting weights and loved it. I listened to it three times because it's so informative. I feel like I have a trainer in my ear when I listened and a friend to chat with along with the things I love fitness. Ah, thank you so much, C. Hayes. That just fills my heart so full. So anyone else has a review, please absolutely share it with me. I love this and I appreciate every single review that I get. It just melts my heart that I am sharing the information that is going to be helpful for you to make sure that health and fitness is easy for you. All right, Magic Makers, today I want to talk about, I'm going to get a little woo-woo with you today. And I want to go a little woo-woo because I'm I'm in this new certification course and I absolutely love it. It's talking about all the things that I know are important to you losing your weight. It's important for you to keep the weight off, but it's not a superfood. It's not some magic diet formula or some magic workout formula. It is all the stuff that happens inside your brain, right? And it's, a, it's, it's, it's called existential health. And, you know, when you, if you were to Google the word existential, you know, I'm big on uh, definition. If you were to Google the word existential, right? It, it, it's about your search for meaning, And every human, we have a search for meaning. And it could be just, you know, sitting under a tree being like, what is the meaning of life? It could be something as huge as that. 
or just like, what am I meant to do in this life? You know, so it can be these huge, really heady things. But at the end of the day, you know, all of us are searching for a sense of meaning and purpose. And, you know, some of us get so wrapped around the axle thinking our meaning and purposes are the size of our body. The meaning and purpose is the how I look, my size, my scale weight. And because you want your life story to have a clear plot, especially when it comes to weight loss. You know, I, I see so many people get ca- caught up in, I'm supposed to lose one to two pounds a week. And when that doesn't happen, they're like, you know, they, they lose it. They just absolutely lose it. And either they go harder or they shut down. They're like, sign. I'm just not meant to do it. And here's where I, you know, here's where like, I, I, I get that, right? You know, weight loss isn't linear. And, and because we want meaning, it's like, why? You know, you drop to the, drop to the ground and you raise your hands up to the sky. Why, 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 why? And we also like, there's the magic of beginnings. Beginnings are awesome because there's all this possibilities until you get to the ugly middle, until stuff get hard, until it causes you to step a little bit out of your comfort zone, until you have to make a decision that might be a little hard, a little uncomfortable, that might step on someone's toes, that might ask you to set up a boundary, that might ask you to make you a priority in your life. So, as humans, we're driven to solve puzzles, aka our search for meaning. And you know, why do you think the true crime genre is so popular? Why do you think you know all they have all of these like you know mystery uh, mystery shows that like, uh, especially like a medical mystery, you know, like Grey's Anatomy, someone comes in with like some mysterious illness, and we must solve the puzzle, uh, or um, you know, we watch Law and Order, and you know, we're we're sitting there, we're looking for like, did the wife do it? Did she have a boyfriend? Like, we're trying to solve the puzzle. The same thing happens in our lives. We're trying to figure out this whole thing called weight loss, and it is like, for many, seems like this never ending freaking puzzle. So I ask you, you know, what's your big life question? You know, it can be as big as like, you know what am I meant to be in this world? Or it could be something simple. as like, who am I, you know, um, or what am I doing with my life? And what should I be doing with my life? You know, those questions can sometimes be things that we need to answer so that we can stop spinning our wheels. Um, you know, what's the point of, of life in a positive way? And, you know, how are things going? You know, and I know that some, you know, one of my uh, clients, I was like, do you journal? You know, she's, she's had a lot of challenges. I said, do you journal at all? Just to kind of say like, this is what you want in your world. And she's like, no, I don't really like to reflect. And I was like, hmm, reflection. No, rem- uh, she doesn't like to ruminate. Reflection is different than ruminating. Reflection is kind of, kind of shining the spotlight on past activities so that we can see see what didn't work or what did work. And so that we can do more of what worked and less of what didn't. And I know I, you know, I I preach journaling all the time because, you know, if you would have said to me, like, say six years ago, Kim, do you journal? I would have laughed in your face. But now journaling is how I work through things, right? Instead of like it all just being up in my head and getting all negative, I can write it out. 
right? And I, people ask me, do I go back and read my journals? Ah, 99% of the time, no. But there are times that I'm, you know, thinking through something to write on this podcast, thinking through something to work through with a client, thinking through some type of uh, product or program that I want to bring forth into the world. Yeah, I reflect back on that. Um, I reflect back every month and I say, what happened last month? Because I see so many of us kind of just bogging through life and wondering, like, why am I not getting anywhere? Every month I look back in, in my journal, typically it's on the first of the month, but usually within the first week of the month. And I say, okay. What did I accomplish? You know, what did I set out to do and what did I accomplish? What's left to do for me? And is it so important for me? You know, maybe I said, I don't know, I was going to climb Everest. And now I'm like, ah, do I? Do I really want to climb Everest? Right. So it, it gives me that kind of uh, reset, you know, like what am I actually working towards? Because I see so many people. And if you work with me privately, I always ask, what's your goal? because I see so many people working so freaking hard and I'm like, they don't know, you know, my client, Mary, I was like, Mary, what are you working for? She's like, well, I just always go to the gym. I just, I, I don't, I don't know. And it, and, and it's okay if your goal is just like, I just want to be healthy. Great. It's a goal. But if you're just like going through the motions, cause you're going through the motions, I want you to really think about like, what am I trying to accomplish here? Right. By my, my, uh, my meaning, right. Try, try to find my meaning. And so when you ask yourself these questions, like the, the big questions of your why, it's part of, of what are my five C's. And one of my five C's is one, I have to get clear what it is that I'm trying to achieve. And then two, how do I connect to it? And, and, and you know, people, uh, people will call it your why. And your why is the meaning. If, if I am, you know, if this was an algebra problem, I'm trying to solve for X. My why is my X that I'm trying to solve for. It helps me see the bigger picture. It is what drives my motivation. You know, so many times, here are two things that I see people always say, like why they can't achieve their goals. Time, motivation. Your why is your motivation, right? And so when I am motivated, time becomes irrelevant because I can always, when I can see possibilities, I start to see how I can fit things in for my time. So here's why I always ask clients, I'm like, okay, so give me the why behind it, because that's what's going to, you know, I live in New England. And so in February, I, and I go to the gym in the morning, in February, it is highly probable that it's going to be less than 20 degrees outside. There might be snow on the ground, it, there might be snow falling on the ground. And I need my why to say, Kim, get your booty out of bed. That's what gets my booty out of bed. That's what if I'm out to dinner and, you know, everyone's like, let's do four, like, like extra glasses of wine. That's when I'm like, you know what? Is that glass of wine going to add to my goal or subtract my goal? And I'm able to ask myself those types of questions. So that's where I want you to be, to get to that point that we ask these existential questions so that we can see our bigger, always see our bigger picture and make better decisions because we are always driving towards what our goal is. Now, you could also say, you know what? I'm out to have a good time tonight and I'm going to be okay with it. That is also a, a huge existential mindset shift because I want you to make a decision from power versus from weakness so that you know, say today you went out and you had that extra glass of wine, the next day you want to be able to wake up and be like, hey, it, it happened. I own my stuff. I'm moving on now and be good with it. 
And, you know, if you've, again, followed me for a long time, you know, I'm a big fan. Own your stuff. It's okay. You know, you don't have to, you know, when I see on the internet, interwebs, I've given up sugar and carbs and love and fun and blah. I'm pretty much going to lock myself into a room with celery and sparkling water. I'm like, good luck with that. Right. Because at some point you're going to chew down that damn door and you're going to be like a drunken sailor on shore leave. No offense to sailors. Pretty much anyone can do that. (laughs) So that's where I want you to think about. Right. If I want my bigger question to be and it's not my bigger question is I want to live a life of restriction. Now, If you want to live that life of restriction, rock on with your bad self. But I don't think anyone can go that long. I mean. I think maybe if you're like a monk and you take a vow of silence and even then, you know, you have to be that person. And I don't know many people who are that, who are those people. So what does connection mean for you? You know, do you ask yourself these big questions or do you just flow through life? And that's okay. You know, it, it, but I just have to ask, you know, if you always are that person who feels like I, I start and I don't finish, you got to start asking yourself better questions. You know, my boyfriend, Tony Robbins, he always says, if I want something new in life, I got to ask myself better questions. And, you know, many women get stuck here when it comes to weight loss, because they're always trying to juggle 500 things They, you know, we scroll on social media. I must, you know, have this many carbs and protein and avoid soy and have nut milk and then have this and have that. And so you're just like, all these choices are coming at you and you just don't know which end is up. And you're just like, I got to do them all because I can't choose. There's too many. And for years, I've been preaching, you got to narrow it down to what is realistic for you right now in your life, right? That also you could be excited about. I mean, if I told you no sugar, are you excited about that? As as we're recording this, I'm drinking coffee and in my coffee, I have sugar and I have real dairy cream in my sugar. This brings me joy. It brings me joy. And if you, even when I was at my peak of competing, that was the one for me, my one non-negotiable. I would do everything you said, except for give up my, my, my cup of coffee. Now, did I scale it back? Yeah. I would have two cups of coffee. That was it with cream and sugar. And then any other cup of coffee that I had after that, I typically had it black. So I didn't, I modified, but I didn't give it up. So here's where, where, why I'm talking about this. I always, um, always ask my clients to come up with non-negotiables. And these are healthy things that you currently aren't doing, right? Or at least you're not doing consistently that, you know, that if, you know, I I brush my teeth at night and I say, okay, Kim, how did I do today? And when I brush my teeth, I want to be able, and this is constructive criticism. This isn't an invite to like, you know, go 30 rounds with yourself. This is a constructive insight, but, but you know what? I bailed five minutes on to, on the treadmill. You know what? Next time I go on the treadmill, I'm going to finish out the the full 20 minutes. I'm I'm, I'm on the treadmill, or you know, um, I miss my my uh, grams of vegetables. I want to make sure that tomorrow I, I get on top of my grams of vegetables, right? So I I start. It's just it's an invitation of, of questions of like, how did I do? And some days I'm like nailed it. Other days I'm like, you know, I could have been a little. Like, today was a C plus. And then I'm like, okay, what can I do better? Right. It's always constructive. It's like, how can I improve my actions? And then, you know, it's, it's like reflecting on like what happened, you know? And it was like, ah, oh, you know, I didn't, I, I, 
didn't think it would take me this long. And if things start to become a pattern, I'm like, okay, I got to stop underestimating how much time something is going to take me. Right. So it's, it's, it's more of like a self-coaching, um, uh, more of a, a self-coaching thing. So I always come up with, I talk about this one to three non-negotiables and you know, you, and you also know what, uh, what time you are in your life. And I always talk about seasons, you know, for some of us, we have very busy seasons in our life. And so we have to own that, right? Pick that pace and make peace with it. And so, you know, I've, I've, I've shared this because it's, it's very, it's a very practical um, example. You know, I have a client, her son is a elite basketball player. So during basketball season, she ain't got time for a lot of things. So I'm like, okay, so maybe she can't do all three, but maybe she can focus on one. Then, you know, I have a client who is a tax accountant. She's heads down trying to get everyone's taxes, you know, into the IRS before the deadline. She can't think about too many things. So I'm like one to three. So what does that look like? Um, one to three. So for a long time, this was my non-negotiable. Eat a big ass salad every day. Why? That helps me to get 400 to 800 grams of, of uh, vegetables in every single day by having that big ass salad. Move my body at least 30 minutes a day. So did you notice I said move? So I move my body at least 30 minutes a day, uh, five days a week. So that gives me the flexibility that sometimes it is an actual workout. Sometimes it's a walk, but then I refine it. And I'm like, at least three of those days, it should be, I, if, if at least three of those days, make it a strength training workout. I, that's that's my that's my non-negotiable and then my last one is seven hours of sleep that's it and I know I picked those specifically because I know no matter where I am on the planet if I'm traveling I can hit those three right I can go anywhere I was in the middle of freaking Russia and I was able to get a salad right I know that anywhere on the planet I can go to McDonald's and I actually know you know what McDonald's doesn't sell salad anymore isn't that sad anyway but I know that I can find a something I can find something to eat that works within those three things in a 24 hour period of time. So I want you to start thinking about that, right? What are one to three, you know, uh, non-negotiables. Now, if you, it's something that you're already doing, then it's not a non-negotiable. You're already freaking doing it. But it's like, think about like, what is, again, my why, and then how can I pick, you know, one to three things that feel a little bit challenging right now, but are doable, right? That are realistic for me, that I'm excited about doing it so that it becomes a habit. It gets into my routine. And eventually that's what's going to give me the results I'm looking for. It's the consistency. That's where I'm looking at. And the same thing can happen for non-negotiables. You know, like if I am ever, you know, I'm working, uh, working a new program right now. Uh, it's called metabolic recharge, and we are going to cycle through different, um, nutrition protocols to help boost our metabolism. And I, I asked the girls, I was like, what are the, what's one to three things that, that you're like, no, I, I'm not going to give up for me. It's coffee, right? I'm not going to not give, have cream and sugar in my coffee, like at least for two cups. Like after that, I'm like, yeah, I can, I can figure something out. First two cups brings me joy, makes me happy. Um, you know, I have a client who she has one to two pieces of lint chocolate every day. Great. Not going to touch that. We're going to figure out how to make it work. So think about what are some of the things that you like to have regularly so that we can say, all right, how do we make this work? Cause I'm sure it's like, I, I would think about it as like a, non, a, 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 a negotiation, that's it negotiation. Cause I'm sure there's some things that you're like, eh, I don't really care much about that, but that I care about like my coffee. I'll fight you over my coffee, but anything else like, eh, I could say I can give or take that, right? So that's where I really want you to start thinking, start thinking about that. Um, 
And what you when you start to feel uh, when you feel start to feel yourself, start to feel like, oh my God, why am I doing this? This is hard. Or you feel like, you know what? I'm just going to give up. You go back to your why. Your why is like, okay, this is why I'm doing it, right? For me, and it doesn't. Your why doesn't have to be altruistic. It doesn't have to be like, I want to make world peace. Your why could be like, you know what? I'm sick of not buttoning in my pants. I'm sick of sitting in my chair and my my button is digging in to my belly button. I'm sick of not being able to wear these beautiful clothes that I've spent goo gobs of money on because they just don't go over my butt, right? Those, it's okay for you to have those kind of thoughts. I mean, you know, like I don't have a lot of altruistic thoughts. My, like my ultimate reason why I was trying to like lose all the weight that I was losing was because I was like, I didn't like how I looked in the mirror. And I was just like, I just, I don't like this. And, you know, this past weekend, I went out to dinner with my husband and I put on a pair of pants that I haven't worn in five years. You would have, I would felt like Beyonce on stage. The only thing I was missing was the wind machine going through my hair. But I was just like, I felt like the queen of freaking Sheba. And I know that's what you want to feel like. You want to be able to go in that gosh darn closet and pick up anything you want to wear. And you want to feel like the biggest Beyonce out there. Being out your inner Sasha fierce. So here's what, here's the other piece, like find someone you admire. And, you know, now here's where I'm like, it's just because Sally Sue does something doesn't mean you're going to get the same result. But I want you to look at the ethic, right? What are the things that she consistently do? It, you know, is it like, I consistently take fat burners? No, right? If I, I consistently starve myself. No, like, look at someone who like, you know, embodies what you want to do. And for me, I would look at single mothers and I'd be like, you know what? If a single mom can figure out how to go to the gym, I got no kids. I can figure out how to go to the gym, right? If single mom could do it, I could do it. And so that's how I would start to think about it, right? You know, it's not like, I, you know, I hate those videos where it's like, this is what I eat in a day. You know, um, there was a woman that I used to admire, and this is well before social media. I used to admire her. And then I saw her, and I, you would only see her in magazines um, on season and oxygen magazine back in the day was my like Bible and you would only see her on season and she'd be like, this is what I eat in a day. And then I saw her off season. There was no magazine covers. There was nothing. And I was like, like someone had ripped the curtain and it was like the wizard of Oz. Like, and I was like, it is not this big, hairy, scary man. It is just this little, little guy with a big voice. That's how it was for me. And that was the first time I was like, you know what? Everything I read in a magazine isn't true. I mean, you know, other than People Magazine, that's all true. But do you know how, do you know what I'm saying? So like, there's a lot of times you see on the socials, this is what I eat in a day. And you're like, oh, that's what I'm going to eat in a day. And I'm going to look just like her. Most of those chicks who are like, this is what I eat in a day. They are naturally gifted. They are genetically gifted. God love them. And so even if I eat that, I'm never going to have their physique because we don't have the same parents. And even if they think about your, if you have brothers and sisters, we all look so different. My sister eats whatever she wants and doesn't gain an ounce. I I walk past food because I beat my metabolism into submission. It's like, girlfriend, I ain't giving you nothing. <laughs> you took advantage of having a great metabolism. And now you got to pay the piper. So, so if any of you feel that way, I am right there with you, my love. So as we do this, right, we have to be flexible with our approach. 
And, you know, I did a podcast about stop being 30. So many of us reach back and like, oh, hang on, let me pull this off the shelf and do this because it works. But I have to ask you, why did you stop doing it? For many, you know, many of my clients, when they tell me, oh, I'm going to go back to doing whatever it was they were doing. I was like, why'd you stop doing it? And, you know, they're like, that's a, that's an interesting question. You stopped doing it because it got hard. You stopped doing it because you couldn't make time for it. It stopped doing it because it stopped being realistic for your damn life. You stopped doing it because it was no longer sustainable. That's why you stopped doing it because your reps didn't work, right? Your reps have to be in alignment for anything to work. Your reps are, your, it has to be realistic. You have to be excited about it. You have to be able to make a plan for it in your life. And for the love of God, it has to be sustainable. Sustainable more than 30 days, right? You have to look at it and say, you know what? I can see myself doing this for the next three years. Great. Rock on with your bad stuff. I'm right behind you. How do I help? How do I support? So we have to be flexible with our approach so that we know that when things start to not work, all right, what are the what are the dials that I need to tweak in this, right? If I'm doing something and I'm hungry, how do I eat more but not go in a crazy way? If I'm low energy, how do I add my energy without, you know, hooking up an IV of caffeine. If I am craving, how do I deal with that? So we know how to tweak our, our uh, buttons. And as I coach, these are the things I always ask my clients. Like you will, I will always ask the question, hunger, energy, craving, hunger, energy, craving, because that tells me something is not right. Something is amiss. The other piece of it is journaling. And, you know, do I have to food log every week? No, but if something's not working, for the love of God, yes, you have to food log because your food will always tell you what's going on. Your food will always tell you what's going on. If I'm trying to build muscle, yep, you better log. When was the last time you increased your shoulder press? When was the last time you increased your squat? Because that'll tell me what's going on. It'll also tell me like maybe you just have stayed at the same weight for God knows how long, right? There always there has to be some type of log, some type of journal. And so journaling is both food weight, but it's also, you know, mindset, like what is going on up in your, all up in your noggin. Um, and so here are some prompts to help you when it comes to the noggin work. That's a really, that's a really scientific term that I throw out there for you. So here's, here are the, here are the prompts. I consider myself a insert the blank kind of person. I am a insert the blank. And then the last one is people who know me well would describe me as a blank. Now, here's, you can't get it wrong. You can't get it wrong. And I think that's what stops so many of us. What if I get it wrong? You can't get this wrong. You can't screw it up. You're describing you and how you identify. And identity is such, such a huge piece of the weight loss. Because if I identify myself as someone who is an exerciser, I identify myself as someone who goes to the gym. And then for some reason, I don't, you know, for those of you who might be um, coming up an ex-athlete, um, I'm an ex-competitor. And when I stopped competing, Oh, I was like, I didn't know how to be a regular person in the gym. Like what do regular people do? Like you come here and you're not driving towards a show. Like, what do you do? Like, how does this work? And so I want you to start to think about, and then like everyone knew I did it for nine years. So everyone, that's what I did. Everyone knew that I was a, a, a fitness competitor. And so then it was like, I projected what I thought others were looking at me. Like if I was going to the gym and I just was having like, you know, uh, if you've listened to my podcast about a red, yellow or green day, I was having a, a green day and I was just, sorry, a yellow day. And I was just kind of like, you know, 
going through the motions, I was like, oh my God, they're going to judge. They're going to judge that I'm not like lifting like a beast. They're going to judge. And it was like all the cuckoo for Cocoa Puff stuff that was going on in my noggin. So, you know, that's why we, we, we journal. It helps us to redefine our stories. It helps us to just understand a point in time, what's happening so that we can make better future, future uh, decisions. And I want to leave you with this concept, right? So I, as I started the, the, the show off is that I'm, I'm, I'm working through this um, new certification. It's all about um, rest, rest, restoration, recovery. It's fabulous. And I can't wait to share it all with you when I get through. Um, but it's there's a concept called EGI. And I'm totally could be butch- butching it. It's spelled I-K-I-G-I. E-I-G-I. And it is loosely your reason for being. It's Japanese for reason for being. And it's what brings you joy. And I remember um, someone asked me that, like, Kim, what brings you joy? And I was like, I I was stuck. (laughs) I was like, uh, and I I said to myself, you know what? Originally, yes, I love going to the gym. I love moving my body. That's one of the things that brings me joy. But I was like, you know what? I want to have things outside of the gym that bring me joy. And so I I challenge you, like, you know, ask yourself that question, what brings you joy? And if it's like going to the gym and eating chicken and broccoli, great. However, I want you to expand, like, what else brings you joy? Like what else brings you joy is, you know, I just was outside in, um, it's, I don't like to date these, but I'm going to date it right now. It's springtime. And so I love like going out and just seeing all of the different plants in my garden come to come to life. Like that just brings me joy that it just shows me. um, It just reminds me that we all have our season, right? We all have our time when it's time for me to bloom. And there's some things that are starting to green up faster than others. And I just absolutely that brings that absolutely brings me joy. Sitting on a beach brings me joy. So it you know, I was like, you know, what? I do have more things in my life other than the gym. And I want you to start thinking about that. Do I have more things other than my, in, um, in my life, but the, on the opposite side, I, I know that it just sounds a little like, uh, like a dichotomy, but you can also find the joy in the suck. And, you know, it's, a, it's so in the suck, it's a lesson, you know, it's asking you to lean in your fear. You know, a lot of times when I um, am starting a program and people are like, oh, Kim, it sounds amazing. I really want to do it, but I've disappointed myself before. I just can't. And I said, and then I say, you know, you got to lean into the fear. You have to think about what didn't work, right? What was, what was the lesson? Was it my reps? Was I, did I not define my connection point? Was I not clear about what I was looking to achieve or was my expectations out of whack? You know, some of us think I'm going to start this program and it's going to fix me. And all I have to do is just put down my credit card. I don't have to do the work. But if you sit back and you're like, I'm in the program and I don't got to do bo diddly rongo badongo you got to do the work and sometimes it's that that messy middle that like you got to lean into the suck that you're just like I don't want to it's too sucky it's too scary so I really want you to think about like what it why is it that you've been feeling because is it when your things get hard you throw it by the wayside am I have I set my uh, non-negotiables too high and they're really like more like wish-to-haves versus must-haves um, you know, because this Anagi is 
from the Japanese culture. And in, in Japan, you know, for the most part, they're crushing the aging process. You know, they're living, you know, easily in their hundreds, still meant have their mental faculties with them, still are very active. And none of it is about eating some freaking superfood, you know, um, they're not vegans, you know, Japanese, they eat a lot of, of, you know, most of them eat a lot of at least fish, um, but they're eating a lot of animal proteins. Um, so they have this, so the Japanese, like I said, have this highest rate of longevity and, and that's what we're all chasing, right? We're all chasing like, you know, can I make it to 90? My grandma's a hundred years old. And I bet you a sweet bottom, she's not like, oh my God, what did I eat today? Right? She's probably like, did I eat today? Because, you know, my grandmother, for the most part, spends most of her life like caring about other people, even still to this day. So it's like, you know, as we are, as I'm wrapping up this call, if you noticed that the Japanese are more about like their thing is like, what brings me joy, right? What brings me meaning? What brings me purpose? They're not like, did I go to Whole Foods and buy, the most organic superfood that I can, you know, was it how many hours of a workout can I get done? It was all about joy. And so I want to ask, do I have joy in my life? Am I doing things that bring me joy? Because that's where if I feel more joyful, I might feel more adventurous when it comes to changing my thoughts about what brings me health and fitness. So health is an inside job. As much as an outside job, you know, just as they say, you know, nutrition is queen and uh, workouts are king. I feel like the same thing that it is the mindset is the princess, you know, that, you know, the king and the queen, they take care of the little baby. They both come together and they take care of the little baby. And that is your mindset. So ladies, you know, fitness is an inside job. You know, let's start, let's break up really, let's start to break up with the, you know, the organic, this and the organic that, and really dive, you know, take a big nosedive into, am I happy? Is what I'm doing in my life bringing me joy? You know, as we, you know, in Rona times, it was, it's the big um, resignation, right? A lot of people are like, you know what? My, my job don't bring me joy. And here's where you're like, yes, I am finally looking for that freaking joy in my life. And it could be joy for your job, but I'm hoping that it's joy for your health, right? What makes me not only mentally healthy, but physically healthy as well and nutritionally healthy as well. All right. I would love to hear how this is landing with you. So do me a favor, screenshot this and let me know if this opened any like mind doors for you. All right, ladies, have a fabulous day and I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you've made it this far, yay. I'm thinking you enjoyed the show. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram. You can find me at Kim Jefferson Coach. In order for me to keep sharing this message, do me a favor and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. New episodes are available every Wednesday. The Fit Girl Magic Podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions about your health. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much.